Ontario Ohanga. My name is Maggie and today we'll be speaking with Judy. Welcome Judy. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course. So let's get started. What kind of art do you do? I like to say that I create and preserve memories through the art of quilting and sewing. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> now, my next question is, how did you get involved with art, but take us way to the beginning? We really love to see those initial seeds of creativity maybe earlier in your life and how those have evolved to bring you to where you are today in your creative pursuit. Well, I can go way back because I come from a, a, a long line of people who were talented and skilled creatives. Um, so starting with my mom, who when I was a kid, she sewed our clothes. Uh, she was a very talented knitter. Uh, so she knitted us sweaters and now um, creates intricate plastic canvas projects in her spare time. My aunt is an accomplished knitter and cross-stitcher. My grandmother, um, learned how to reweave. So people would bring clothes that had moth holes or cigarette burns and she would reweave the fabric. So it never looked like there was a hole there to begin with. Wow. Um, her husband, my grandfather did needlepoint and, uh, but the, the best one of all is my great grandfather was a glass engraver wow. and made beautiful, intricate designs and pictures on glass. Um, so, that was my my background. I, as a child, was not quite as talented. I remember my mom tried to teach me to knit several times when I was a kid. I just didn't have the patience <laughs> for it. My tension was too tight. Um, I did do a lot of plastic canvas projects like tissue box covers and things like that, which seemed to be a good way for me to have an artistic, creative, crafty outlet. Um, and then during my freshman year of college, a group came to campus with sewing machines and material so that we could make blankets um, that, would, that were designed to comfort babies who had AIDS. And it was the first time where I really got to use a sewing machine and, and I loved the process of making these very simple pieces. I found it so meditative. I loved the, the feeling of the, the flannel and the cotton. Um, I, I remember distinctly the first one that I made, it, it was a red cotton on one side and it was white with red polka dot flannel on the back side. And, I, and when I was making, I was like, oh, I wish I could make a big one so I could wrap myself up in this. Um, and I, I loved the, the idea of that it was helping me think beyond myself um, you know, in college, like, oh, you know, this, oh, the stress of writing papers or taking exams and things. But this really brought me outside of myself to think of something much more important that was going on in the world, because this was in 1989. And uh, so um, I, I remember making a few of those little baby quilts and thinking, oh, it would be so great if I could earn a living doing this. But again, it was 1989 and I knew my focus needed to be on earning my degree in communications and finding a good paying job and, and whatnot. So I graduated uh, summa cum laude uh, from college. I worked in corporate America. I married the love of my life. Aww. And while I was working that good paying job, I still needed creative outlets. So I was a writer and I took up cross-stitching. 
And so the, the cross-stitching really helped me learn about colors and sometimes in cross-stitching how two colors together create another color. And um, I, I love the, it, it spoke to my analytical logical side, but when I was done, I had this beautiful artistic creative thing. So, so it really spoke to both parts of my brain. Um, and then um, in 1999, um, I gave birth to my first son. And so I left corporate America uh, to be a stay-at-home mom. And I beefed up my writing business and started doing larger uh, cross-stitching projects. I have, um, I did a couple replicas of some Van Goghs and wow. I have a Surratt that hangs in my, my bedroom. Because um, again, it was, it was, it was meditative um, and it, it brought me joy. The colors brought me a lot of joy to work with. Um, so like I said, my first son was born in 1999. My second, born, or my second son was born in 2002 and uh, a writer friend of mine who was like my honorary aunt as well, um, she made each of my boys an I spy quilt when they were born. And she also included a little I guess you call it like a key code so that I, as the frazzled, tired parent, could have <laughs> the key code and you know, I could say to my kid, you know, look for the baseball and, and he would search his quilt for the baseball and I could just look at the little chart and go, okay, it's, you know, like B5 and I would know where it was, yeah. but it would keep him occupied for a while. And then as he, as he grew, or as, you know, each of my sons grew um, and my husband, and I played with them with these quilts, we developed more and more games that we would play with them. And so, it got to a point where my um, Auntie Liz said, well, you know, Judy, if you can cross stitch, you could make these too. And so she taught me the, the basics of, of, um, of quilting and it, it just spoke right to me. Again, I find it a very logical analytical thing, um, exact cuts and squaring things off and, and whatnot. It speaks to the, to the type A person in me, but it also does allow me some creativity and, and learning about putting colors together and balancing colors and, and things. And so I started making these, these quilts for friends of mine who were having babies. Mm -hmm. And I expanded on the quilt book that Auntie Liz had made for, for my kids. And I kept just adding games and adding more different things that could be done with the quilts. Um, and uh, I just kept finding it a, a great, I, I love touching the fabrics. I love looking at the fabrics. The hum of the sewing machine is so meditative for me. And that's also helped me out. throughout my life. I've been working on becoming more present and living in the moment as opposed to letting my brain dwell in the past or worry about the future. So it actually has become great mentally and emotionally for me to quilt. Um, in 2008, Auntie Liz passed away. And one of the ways I coped with that was being at my sewing machine and finding that, that piece. And around that same time, I learned about t-shirt quilts or making um, t-shirt pillows or button-down, you know, uh, pillows. And I started practicing and learning those techniques. 
and I saw how not only making those quilts helped the person I was making it for, but it also helped me work through my feelings of, of grief over the passing of Liz. Um, so that's why now I'm highly motivated by creating one of a kind pieces. I don't tend to do much where I make just, uh, I, I don't have a huge inventory. I don't mass produce a lot of the same thing in the same fabric. I would say with the pandemic, masks have been I slightly mass produced, but I can't even say that because um, I'll, I, I ask people like, all right, what color do you want? What what motif would you like? And that's, that's more of the fun. That's not mass produced, yeah. Right, so even though I know the, the there's the, the, the same pattern for making a mask, um, I don't have an inventory um, in my house. It's what do you want? And, and sort of that fun of, can I find the fabric? You know, can I find the palm trees? Can I find the golf balls? Can I, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I really love making customized, personalized, one-of-a-kind pieces where it's a real collaboration between me and the client. Um, anyone can go to a store or even to an Etsy shop and buy an iSpy quilt. But with mine, I like to have input. I want to know, um, what gender do you want? Do you want it to be male-oriented, female-oriented, or unisex? Uh, I want to know what colors. Uh, I've, I've made several where um, the parents-to-be or the grandparents-to-be say, this is, this is the color of the nursery. Um, oh. One of my favorites was a, a, a friend of mine. Their nursery was aqua and orange. Wow. And I thought, that's so fun. And so for their <laughs> first child, the the I used orange in between the pictures with a turquoise border and then for their second child they had the same nursery so I used turquoise in between the pictures with the orange border and so the, and these are the, the two kids where um on my Etsy shop there there's the picture of them uh, snuggling with the quilts and so that's what I love because I don't know if I ever myself would have thought of orange and turquoise together but and this is the, the collaboration part. So, so gender, colors, if there are certain motifs. Um, I did one recently where the parents were both marine biologists. So I made, so they wanted all sorts of marine life and, and things. Um, that's where I get my thrill. They, people come to me with their inspirations and I love working out the puzzle of it and creating that for them. Um, same with the t-shirt with the quilts. I, I did a t-shirt quilt for uh, a friend of mine. There were nine t-shirts. And when it was time to, to give it to my friend, because she was giving it to her husband for Christmas, I said, you know, if he doesn't like this, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it from you. Because <laughs> like, I would have loved to have gone to eight of the nine concerts on this shirt quilt, you know? So yeah. like, I wouldn't mind having this and just pretending that I went to all these concerts <laughs> back in the eighties. Um, so I, I love the process of learning about other people too, through what t-shirts are important to them. Um, and also honoring 
loved ones that have that have passed. Last year, I made six quilts from flannel pajamas. Um, there was a, a woman whose mother every year would get a new set of flannel pajamas at Christmas. And so oh. I had all these flannel pajamas and it was so fun to go through them and and make these quilts for herself and her and her um, five siblings. I love the fact that they're going to be able to hold on to a piece of their mother figuratively, literally, um, and wrap themselves up. And, and that's the other part of, of the quilts that I make. I love when people use my quilts. Quilts on a wall, hanging, that's beautiful, that's lovely, it has its place. My quilts are, are meant to be used, to be loved, um, and that inspires me, that motivates me to know that it's going to live on. And, and years from now, the kids who have these quilts maybe will pass it on to their child yeah. um, or the memory quilt that they have of, you know, the mother becomes the memory quilt of the grandmother. And, and so that's, that's what inspires me. So the, the great thing is when I make a quilt, I'm honoring my mentor, Liz, I'm honoring the life of the newborn baby or the family member who's passed. And I'm feeding my own soul and honoring that. So I, yeah, that, that's, that's so well said. That's so beautiful. I want to start quilting now. You've convinced yes. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. All right. So I'm going to go back and ask some questions along the timeline just to clarify some things. So did, so you studied communications in college. Yes. Is that what you knew you would want to do even earlier or like when was that decision made? I actually, um, my, my degrees in communications, I had a concentration in theater. It would have been a minor in theater, but my college didn't offer a minor in theater. Um, and so I, I never had the dream of becoming, well, I can't say I never had the dream of not becoming an actress, but I, I'm too practical a person to, <laughs> you know, go off to New York City and make my way on Broadway. So for me, communications was a degree where I could get a job. Um, I did work summer stock theater as a, as a stage manager for, for three seasons. Um, and I, I, when I quilt, actually, I, I put records on of, of shows. Of, wow. I, I listen to a lot of show tunes on a record player because I have to get up and turn the record over or okay, change yeah. the record. And it gets me like, cause I can sometimes get into such a groove when I'm quilting that the hours just pass. <laughs> so by having to get up and flip a record, it reminds me to like get up and Whoa. stretch and, and move. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was the, that was the communications um, degree. Um, but I, I actually worked at uh, MetLife for about five years um, in their life insurance department, okay. um, customer service, that kind of thing. Um, okay. But the, the, I, as a freelance writer, um, that played more into my communications degree. And I was um, an editor for a small literary magazine for cool. many years and things like that. So, yeah. Awesome. So did you, 
transition to more of your freelance writing when you became a mother? Because you mentioned beefing up your writing business. Is that what you were doing? Yes, it was a great way for me to be home with my kids, but also have some mental stimulation. So I taught writing and I wrote. So I had several um, personal essays published in, uh, there was a series of anthologies called A A Cup of Comfort, which is like the chicken soup for the soul books. So I had several personal essays in there and a lot of my writing how-tos were published online. Um, And so, and and I taught writing. So I taught for the International Women's Writing Guild for many years. And I had correspondence courses in personal essay writing, short story writing, and playwriting. So it was a way for me to have a life (laughs) with raising the kids. And then, and then it, 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 now that my kids are are grown and and like I say, one is uh, about to graduate from college next week, my younger son is just finishing up his first year of college. now I just, now is like the time to have fun, you know? Um, and so, you know, my husband is hopefully looking to retire in say five to seven years. So um, this is the time where I've just been transitioning to, to just the quilting, just to have fun, to have joy. <laughs> yeah, awesome. When did you transition from just making quilts for like friends and family to actually turning it into a business? And So I have a fantastic friend who's also a member of the Ohanga um, team here of creatives named Kristen Bellotti. And she and I met a while ago. We, we both have sons of similar ages and we were taking a Tai Chi class together and we just instantly connected and we always joke back and forth that we take turns being the big sister so whoever (laughs) the big sister gets to be the big sister and stuff like that but um so she was also um she was she's sort of always one step ahead of me thankfully and so as she started to grow her 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 business um she she would always say hey judy (laughs) <laughs> try this. Uh, I, I, I worked some um, craft shows, you know, for her. So okay. she's like, see, you could do this too kind of thing. And because of the, the very customized nature of what I like to do, it didn't make sense for me to have a, a stand at a craft show. Um, but um, having, having her there really, really helped push me outside of my my comfort zone and now the other thing too is with the um so what so backtracking a little bit I would make quilts for friends and then friends of theirs would say oh could she make one for me too and and then I was like well wait a minute this does cost money so then it became okay I I at least need to recoup my materials and then my friend Kristen was saying, well, you should also recoup a little bit of your time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, that's how that started. And then when the pandemic came and um, I, I started by learning to make masks, I was helping out a Girl Scout troop. So they cut all the fabric and they would drop off all the pieces to me and I would sew them and then return them to them and then they would donate them wherever they were donating them. So I, I learned how to make the masks and then people would say to me, oh, hey, could you make me a mask? Could you make, so that started, okay, well now I, I need to cover 
what it costs to make the mask. And I wear glasses and the masks were getting very frustrating for me. I'd be in the grocery store, I'd be all fogged up, I couldn't see anything. <laughs> so I went online, I, I tried a few different patterns on how to make uh, masks so that your glasses wouldn't fog up. I found a few, I sort of put them together to make what I liked and said to a few of my friends who wear glasses, can you try this? Because it's working for me, but I don't know if it would. And they, and they love them. And then next thing I know, people are asking me for those. So I added those. And then um, I had someone say that she wears hearing aids and could I make some adjustment so that, wow. because she had the hearing aid and the, the, the loops around the ears. So I sort of figured out how to do that. And my grandma so has that problem too, actually. My grandma oh, has really? hearing aids and it takes her 15 minutes to put the masks on and off. Right. Okay. So we'll have to, we'll have to make them for your grandma too. <laughs> Does she wear glasses too? Because I can do a combination. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk more about that afterwards. Um, but um, so, so, and, and I also have an, another really good friend, Kelly, who, pushes me to try new things. So, so she's, in fact, it was, it was her, her mom who had the, the hearing aid issue. So every once in a while, she'd come to me and she'd say, Hey, you know, could you make this? Or how about this? Or have you thought of this kind of thing? So I, again, this is why I love what I get to do because I get to interact with other people and collaborate with other people and try new things and learn new things. And at the same time, I get to be in this nice meditative Zen kind of workspace. Um, so I hope that answered your question. <laughs> absolutely. No, that was absolutely perfect. So now I can ask you what obstacles you faced now that you are turning this into a business. So my biggest thing is uh, technology, uh, social media. Um, I I'm, I'm good with Facebook because I'm a woman of a certain age. So I understand <laughs> Facebook um, and, uh, and, I, and I did start a Facebook business page, which I, I think I'm doing okay with. Um, my friend, uh, Kristen said, you gotta do Instagram. So I, I took the leap and I, I do have an Instagram account. I still can't quite figure everything out, but at least it's there. Um, so for me, it's, it's the technology aspect of, how to get the word out because I feel like what I do benefits and helps other people. And so to be able to get that message out there um, would be helpful. The other thing is someday I would like to have a bigger sewing machine because <laughs> okay. I work I work on a just a you know a standard brother size sewing machine. So it limits the size. Okay. of a quilt that I can make. I can, I can do a twin size um, relatively without incident. Um, and when I say without incident, it just means a little extra finagling and taking a little extra time. Uh, someday it would be lovely to have a sewing machine with, with a longer neck um, so that I could really uh, get going. But so, so again, it's like a machine thing. It's all this technology type stuff um gotcha. that tends to get in my way <laughs> okay gotcha can you describe your workspace to me because i love the little detail about playing records which makes you get up and stretch but what space is that in i am so lucky um our house has a three season room and so in from like april through october 
I am in this beautiful room that has windows on three sides yeah. and a skylight. I get plenty of natural light and fresh air. And I have a very large space to work in. Um, this past winter, because I had a lot of mask orders, um, I took over the man cave in the basement, um, which worked out because both of my sons were at college. And um, so my, my husband is, is very cool with it, but it does get cold down there sometimes. Um, so, but, but again, I, I'm fortunate that I have a large workspace um, and I tend to keep a very neat and tidy workspace. Um, when I'm in the middle of a project, it can look like, you know, a bomb went off. But <laughs> when I'm going between projects, and when I say between projects, I usually have two or three projects going at one time um, because maybe there's a design element that I still have to try to mentally figure out on one project so I can be working on something else. And um, But um, when I find myself feeling overwhelmed and wondering, what you know, where am I? What am I doing? that's when I know to stop and clean my workspace and, and bring it back to like complete, like every pin is in its place kind of thing. And for me, that's how I sort of gain control. And then things fall into place. I, I actually had a writer once write a personal essay about how when she cleaned out her pocketbook, her life would fall back into place. Wow. And, and, and that's how I feel about my sewing studio when I get everything nice and neat and organized then I'm ready to take off again okay yeah I I relate to that as well too much messiness stresses me out so yes. <laughs> yeah absolutely cool so what is the ultimate goal for your quilting business the ultimate goal is to create and preserve as many memories for other people as I can. I, I really can't think of, of any other way to say it. I, on my on my new business card, it says um, Soadorian memory making quilts. Um, and even though I, I you know do some other sewing things as as well, um, that's really what what feeds my my soul. And and um, I love. I love learning new things. And so I'm excited that even as I'm working on projects, and like I say, as, as people say, hey, can you do this or what about this? I, I get to learn even more. Um, and there is so much to learn, which is exciting as yeah. well. I, I know I'm never gonna get bored. <laughs> yeah. Great. And what do you want your quilts to mean to your customers? I would love for my quilts to be legacy pieces that are used and valued not because they're a piece of art on the wall but valued because there's a stain from where the baby spit up on it or <laughs> there's uh, a, a stain from where the the you know the salsa you know dripped on it when watching a favorite movie cuddling up watching a movie or whatever um and and the thought that what would be really great is, you know, if long after I'm gone, my, if my kids have kids, you know, someone says, oh, your, your grandmother or your great grandmother made this for my, you know, 
mother or something like that, that would be, that would be thrilling. Oh, beautiful. Hey. Okay.